On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I discuss Will Anderson's consistency and position battles as mandatory minicamp is now underway. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank everybody that listens to the show every single day. And if you are new to the Locked On Texan Podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans, as well as subscribing to the Locked On Texan Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I am your Locked On Texan, your Texan football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Texan Credential Media member and Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis here to discuss the early camp battles, mm-hmm. Will Anderson's camp development. I'm very excited to talk about that in day one of mandatory camp. And I do want to let you guys in on a secret. We will talk about the early camp battles between today's podcast and tomorrow's podcast because there's so much that we can pull from the camp battles and best believe there's some camp battles Hmm. out there. There's a reason why the Houston Texans reassured themselves and beefed up that cornerback position by bringing in Shaquille Griffin. Now that Steven Nelson wants that new contract, that's something that we'll discuss later in today's show. But, Cody, to kick it off, day one of mandatory mini camp. You know, my quick takeaways are this. Nico Collins, guys, continues to establish himself as the wide receiver one on this team, making you know contested catches, touchdowns, just showing that he is the best receiver on this team as of right now. He started doing that a couple of weeks ago, still going on through that process. He's continuing getting better and better. And the chemistry, guys, between himself and rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud has been beautiful to watch, Cody. And if you want to, you can allude more on that. Also, sophomore linebacker Christian Harris has been impressive. D'Amico Ryan's head coach of the Houston Texans said, what excites me the most about Christian it's just his God-given ability. Not many linebackers that are fast and explosive as Christian Harris is. He continued with what he's capable of becoming in this league. He's capable of becoming a really, really great linebacker. He just has to continue to improve. I saw it today at practice. It was fun to watch, right? Seeing him take another step in his game. Just so fun to watch. He also continued with it's a progress. It doesn't happen overnight, but he's definitely having the right mindset to put in the work to become really good at his craft. Cody, when you had an opportunity mm. to be out there for day one of mandatory camp, what were some of your takeaways? Well, of course, we got to check in with everybody's favorite battle as of right now, the quarterback position and Guys, on yesterday, C.J. Stroud took first-team reps. However, Coach D'Amico Rines did not view that as him turning over the leash by saying that 
CJ Stroud is this team's starting quarterback. He said it was just his day to piggyback off of what Coach D'Amico Ryan said, how he put it. Yes, every single time we've been out there, it's either been CJ Stroud taking first team reps or Davis Mills. And like I just mentioned on yesterday, it was CJ Stroud time. However, following the first day of mandatory camp, Coach D'Amico Ryan did talk about the improvements that he have seen from CJ Stroud from rookie mini camp, OTAs, and now mandatory camp. And he also went in depth into what are the qualities that he's looking forward to seeing in his next quarterback. Right. I think the uh, the best thing I've seen about CJ is just with his improvement and his growth, it's just he doesn't make the same mistake twice, right? He learns from his mistakes, puts those behind him, and he finds a way to continue to improve and get better. And that's the main thing we want out of all of our guys is to continue to build off of the things you learn, continue to build off of that and grow your game to truly become – that's what being a pro is. So CJ is definitely headed in the right direction when it comes to that. For me, it's with the quarterback, it's all, it's all about confidence, right? We want him to rip it, right? We want him – if you see it, go through your progression, you see it, make it happen. Right? We understand not every ball is going to be perfect. You're not going to protect it all the time, but I never want our quarterback playing afraid to make a mistake. I want everybody playing to their maximum potential and attacking everything that we do. C.J. Stroud did have a pretty solid day during the first day of mandatory camp. Doing seven-on-sevens, he went two for four, had a couple issues in the red zone. However, he was able to improve his play when the Houston Texans decided to go 11-on-11. Um, John, you just finished talking about Nico Collins. Him and C.J. Stroud, man, they are looking really good together. Both of those guys connected for a 25-yard completion doing 11-on-11. However. Even though C.J. Stroud did look good, Davis Mills looked good as well. Davis Mills ran the majority of his snaps with the second team, and he had a pretty good day, especially in red zone. John, listeners and viewers, I must admit, I think this might have been Davis Mills' best red zone performance last week. He struggled in the red zone, had, you know, his his passes tilt, and we all know how much he struggled in red zone during the 2022 campaign. However, on yesterday, seven on his seven red zone zero went four for four, and the best play of the day from any quarterback was when he connected with wide receiver Jerry Wayne, a friend of the show, connected with wide receiver J- Jerry Wayne for a touchdown pass at the back of the left pylon. That was really beautiful. By the way, Jerry Wayne is really making a name for himself every single camp. Other observations. Who called it? Who called it? <laughs> there you go. Who you called, called it? it? By the way, friend of the show, remember, you guys first heard of Jerry Wayne here on Locked On. And Damian Pierce, if we're. Definitely Damian Pierce, boy, that was who. But other observations from the first day of mandatory camp, Will Anderson Jr., Coach D'Amico Rines, that defense, they did something different. They have lined him up on both the right and the left side of the line of scrimmage. John, of course, that is something we're going to get into in the second segment. A lot of people have been talking a lot about Christian Harris. And I think Christian Harris has been taking notes because he had a phenomenal day. He looked really good coming in and out of his breaks, um, had a pass breakup between CJ Stroud and Andrew Beck. And that was pretty much his highlight of the day. Other takeaways, a lot of people was talking about it. We hinted at it last week. Steven Nelson was at mandatory camp. However, 
who was running with the second team. Shaq Griffin was running with the first team. John, we're going to get into it later on in the show. But all I'm saying is, remember, I told you, that is a very interesting, interesting signing, especially when you consider that there's this report, there's rumors, there's news, there's sources telling us that Steven Nelson is seeking a new contract. Quick roll call for players who wasn't there. Damian Pierce was out due to a sickness. Jimmy Ward was out due to personal reason. Keon Green and John Mechie remain out of camp. Keon Green is still recovering from that cleanup that he had in his knee throughout the offseason. And of course, John Mechie, everybody knows his story. He is still slowly but surely coming closer to his return on the field. You know, before we move on, I got to mention how important, because I think we haven't talked about him enough, maybe as much as we should. And tomorrow, I definitely want to see how the rookie linebacker um, out of Alabama toe-to-toe going. Mm-hmm. But if Christian Harris can be that sideline to sideline linebacker, that with his former safety skills, we are really anticipating hmm. having the ability, the God-given ability that head coach D'Amico Ryan has, has, you know, you know, said about him, uh, that is going to do wonders for this defense. The Houston Texans have not had a linebacker that's been able to cover and play downfield. Man, I don't want to say since D'Amico Ryans, but the combination of both. Zach Cunningham had the I was about to say Zach Cunningham, maybe. Zach Cunningham had the promise, but he wasn't – as he got – like his promise was in his first couple of years – but towards the end of his tenure with the Houston Texans, he never took that next step as a cover linebacker. Um, I I think that Christian Harris is going to have the opportunity to be able to do both because of his skill set that he's been able to pick up before he transitioned over to linebacker. And because of his toughness and tenacity, I am looking forward to seeing him play football. Not necessarily the camp, the uh the the offseason training, I can't wait to see him in some real live action football. Uh, because he ended last season, I think, pretty good. And now coming into this season healthy, learning from a former NFL linebacker who's a pro bowler in this league, who's had some good moments. I think that him soaking up a lot of the knowledge and being able to play faster, stronger, tougher, get into his points quicker at that linebacker position. You you talking about guys being able to feed off him, right? You talk about you talk about the linebackers around him being able to, you know, what he's able to do on the field is opening up their own personal opportunities because he's just that damn good. So I uh, gotta keep an eye out on Christian Harris throughout this entire offseason. Looking forward to seeing him play some action. Uh coming up, but preseason is in two months, August. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's coming up mm-hmm. soon, guys. Make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Why are we telling you about FanDuel? FanDuel has great promotions every day. It's an app that's safe and secure and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet in on all of the action then America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet 
up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Network. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And later on today, we will have another opportunity to see your Houston Texans in action during day two of mandatory camp. John, ever since, I want to say OTAs, we have put a lot of emphasis and a lot of focus on C.J. Stroud, Tank Dale, but unfortunately, we have not talked that much about Will Anderson Jr. Not because we didn't see him or anything like that. It's because you got to talk about the main topic with this team, and that's, of course, the quote-unquote quarterback position. However, going back to OTAs, three weeks of OTAs looking at Will Anderson Jr., looking at how Will Anderson has improved so much so as of right now, Coach D'Amico Rhines and defensive coordinator Matt Burke are definitely experimenting with lining him up on both the right and the left side of that defensive line. John, that lets you know that Will Anderson Jr. is definitely progressing at a fast rate. I know some people out there are still whining and still complaining about the trade and all of that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, take it from me. You do not have to worry about the Texans getting back full value about that trade. Will Anderson is the truth. And if you don't want to take it from me, just listen to what Coach D'Amico Ryans had to say about the development of Will Anderson Jr. Yeah, Will has been, he's been great throughout camp. One thing about Will, you know, he's uh, he's been the same guy who we thought we were getting when we drafted him, right? He's been on it every single day when it comes to just the effort, the tenacity that he plays with, the energy, everything about him is he's been that and more. So he and Will has gotten better each and every day. He takes coaching really well and uh Jock has done a really good job of working with him, of honing in on just those small fine details of his of his game. So Will has done a great job of absorbing coaching and being able to take it to the field and apply it. So it's it's been cool to watch. Some quick takeaways from Will Anderson as of right now. This young man is very explosive coming off the line of scrimmage. John, I do think as of right now, more so on yesterday because that was the first time that he had an opportunity to go up against Laramie Tunso and Titus Howell at practice. So, you know, he kind of struggled trying to get to the quarterback. However, I like the fact that he's working against those two guys as of right now because by the start of the regular season, this guy's going to be ready. Hearing all of the good things that um, head coach D'Amico Ryans has had to say about Will Anderson and some of the good things we've been able to hear outside of just talking about it on the show regarding Will Anderson, man. Um, a lot of people are still in doubt of whether or not the Houston Texans made the right decision. And I'm not here to debunk a theory or I'm not here to argue against that. But what I will say is I think the two players that the Texan fan base need to look at when judging Will Anderson, and believe me, coming into the NFL, there's very few players that translate easily, quickly to the league. So the three-year mark that I think every NFL player should should get is very necessary. But the two players that I think are good comparisons, Brian Burns, Carolina, Matt Judon mm-hmm. for the Patriots. One, one of those guys I've been watching play football 
well, since he played for the Baltimore Ravens, but especially the last couple of seasons with the New England Patriots. And I say that because, listen, when I look at, I want to look at Matt Judon specifically first because Matt Judon is a player that plays both sides of the defensive line, put his can put his hand in the dirt, uh, also will stand up as an outside linebacker. And I think that when we have an opportunity to judge Will Anderson, how many times have I said he's not going to be the guy that's going to get 100 snaps at 101 position, one position mm-hmm. 100 times? Not going to happen. You're going to be able to, because of his skill set, also just because of the type of player he is, he's going to be moved around, standing up, putting his hand in the dirt uh, at times. So we look at the opportunity of him playing on the D-line. We look at the opportunity of him him being an outside linebacker. I think the perfect prototype to judge him by, again, is Matthew Matthew Judon and also Brian Burns, a guy that played defensive end coming out of college, um, coming out of Florida State, and now in the NFL, we see him with his hand up playing some of the outside linebacker position, a guy that came into the league his very first season, nine and a half or eight and a half sacks. Excuse me, not that's his college stats. Seven and a half sacks in the NFL his rookie year, nine, nine, and then 12 and a half last year. Those are the prototypical players that I think if we see Will Anderson get to his maximized potential, and if he becomes a Brian Burns, if he becomes a Matt Judon who – got some defensive player of the year votes last year, then the number three overall pick trading up for him was justified because that means you have a cornerstone player on your defensive front. And hearing head coach D'Amico Ryan just kind of rave about him in his own way. Like he's been the player basically as advertised, the guy that we thought we were going to get. He is that player. He's been coming in, soaking up the knowledge, soaking up the game. Those are some of the things that's been said off the scenes, behind the scenes rather, and now you guys are hearing it from the horse's mouth. So, again, I think that whether people agree with the drafting up for him at three or not, if he comes out to be one of those two players, the Houston Texans made the right decision. Because, again, Brian Burns, pro bowler. Matthew hmm. Judon got some of those all defensive player. I mean, the defensive player of the year award votes last year. He's a very good player. On a defensive line, if we're being completely honest for the New England Patriots, is it that spectacular? So he is doing a lot, right? Last season alone, Matt Judon had 17 sacks, two forced fumbles. Uh, He was out there doing everything for this team. I like the possibility of Will Anderson, who I do not believe is a finesse, get-after-you type of guy. He does need to work on using his hands, getting after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He does need to work on bending in the edge a little bit. He is more so of, I'm going to beat you off of my strength and my upper body ability. But guys, the cap for him this year, I think if he goes out there and he's able to get four and a half to five sacks as a rookie, um, nine to 11 tackles for a loss, 18 to 25 tackles total, I think that's the win, right? And from there, as a coach, now I know what I need to build on. That little rookie scenario that you just gave, and I kind of hate bringing this up. No, I'm not comparing him to the GOAT. But those are the the, uh, similar type of numbers that J.J. Watt had during his rookie season. Look how that turned out for him. 
Oh, I, 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 I just know. wanted to bring that up only because, you know, yesterday was the whole Ring of Honor thing. And, and of course, yesterday we also had an opportunity to talk to him. But, John, I agree with you, man. And once again, I also think that, and I think I said this when they drafted Will Anderson as well. Whatever you consider the so-called ceiling for Will Anderson, I think it's safe to take it another step further because the pairing between him and Coach D'Amico Ryans is going to be special. And once again, Coach D'Amico Ryans isn't just a coach that, you know, is just all about his X and O's. No, he's actually a guy that actually played this game at the highest level, i.e. here, right, right here in the city of Houston. But he played this game at the highest level. And look at the guys that he has been able to develop just in his two seasons as a defensive coordinator for San Fran. That is saying a lot, man, and I can't wait to see it. And also, before we move on, Cody, you mentioned how he played on both sides of the defensive line or the front seven at that edge position. Guys, last season, Brian Burns logged 265 snaps at left outside linebacker, 450 snaps at right outside linebacker, 142 at right end position. Um, also, when I look at Matt Judon, 585 at the left outside linebacker, 400, 200, excuse me, 243 as a right outside linebacker. So talking about versatility and just being able to move a guy around to be successful, 12 and a half sacks for one guy, 17 and a half sacks from Matt Judon. That is ideally what you want to get out of Will Anderson, a guy that we know that it's about matchups. It's about schematically getting you after where you need to be. So moving you around will be the best way to figure out how we can win those one-on-one battles. I am excited to see what this young man could do at the next level for the Houston Texans. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers out there. Before we close out today's show, maybe one of my favorite discussions and topics to talk about for the off season. Man versus man, mano y mano, can you beat me and take my spot? We got to talk about the early camp battles. We already alluded to one of them, Cody. Shaquille Mm. Griffin versus Steven Nelson. Before I let you take it away, and I can't wait for you to dive in on that, guys, Steven Nelson is tied for 40th in terms of annual average compensation among cornerbacks, bringing in 4.5 million dollars a year last season he collected 52 combined tackles a sack a tackle for loss a quarterback hit a forced fumble and an interception along with seven pbus he is looking for a new contract he also in the offseason brought in and hired a new agent now athletes first is representing him houston brought in shaquille griffin that may be the what I say the bigger battle or hmm. maybe the more significant battle, because a lot of the battles I think as of right now, maybe depth battles on surface. Uh, but also we got to look at the linebacker battle as well. We'll get to that tomorrow, but Steven Nelson and Griffin, like those would be the number two cornerback on this team. And it's a battle there, Cody, man. I tried to tell you, you didn't want to listen. And I understand it. Look, Steven Nelson had a pretty good year last year. So much so to the point everyone was happy that he was cornerback number two for the Houston Texans. I was too. And I thought that his position was safe. However, 
the day that they signed Shaq Griffin, John, I knew right then and there that is where one of the most interesting competitive battles is going to be. And it revealed itself on yesterday. Now, look, you know me. It's still early. I don't want to get too much into this as of right now. But first team reps, Shaq Griffin. Second team reps, Steven Nelson. Now, look, maybe they did it just because Shaq Griffin was already out there for about a week and a half already. And this was Steven Nelson's first time being a part of practice. So you also got to take a, take into consideration conditioning and take into consideration that Shaq Griffin already has somewhat of an upper hand on what defensive coordinator Matt Burke and head coach D'Amico Ryans want to see out of their defense. I get all that. However, John, everything that you just said about Steven Nelson wanting a new deal, him making that being no during OTAs, it's not a coincidence that they went out and signed Shaq Griffin. And I know some people are thinking to yourself, Cody, why are you so high on Shaq Griffin? He did not have that much of a good year last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I agree. But at the he has showcased that he can go out there and be a very good cornerback in this league. All you got to do is take a look at a 2019 campaign when he became a pro bowler with 12, 13 pass deflections, three interceptions, and 65 tackles and i believe a couple years i believe his last year with um the seattle seahawks he basically replicated that same success so i can't wait to see this camp battle another camp battle that i'm keeping my eyes on and this one may not sound oh go ahead i, I just want to say that i think steven nelson once he gets up to speed should be able to beat out shaquille griffin i think he's a better cornerback than shaquille griffin i don't know and, and i think as of right now, the one knock that I do have against Shaquille is the fact that he's a little bit too touchy, a little bit too physical. Like I mentioned, man, last week had two pass interference calls, and it seemed like he was making those same mistakes on yesterday as well. However, the refs did not call them. But like I mentioned, maybe he's just rusty, and that's something I'm keeping my eyes on. But it's something about this battle to where come week one of the 2003 23 campaign. I would not be surprised if we look starting opposite of Derek Stanley is Shaq. That, that, that's just me. That's just me. But another camp battle that I'm keeping my eyes on doesn't have to do with the starters. It has everything to do with the depth. John, we talk a lot about what a, what what's the depth of this wide receiving core is going to look like. A friend of the show, Jared Wayne, it seemed like he is rising up the charts very quick. Really didn't do much during rookie minicamp. The first two weeks of OTAs, he was with the third team, caught some very nice passes from Case Keenum. Last week of OTAs, going on with the first day of mandatory minicamp. He was running with the second team. Now, I know John Mechie isn't there. I understand that. I get it. But Jerry Wayne is a guy that you guys need to make sure you pay attention to when training camp starts. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, and comment on the Locked On Texans YouTube page. And also follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.